Hey guys, welcome back to the flip side. Today we are talking about uh, are you lying to yourself? Uh, that can be taken in quite a few ways sometimes. Um, and by that I mean some people will take that very personally and they're like, I never lie to myself about what I do. But I will tell you from personal experience, there are many times where you probably lie to yourself and you don't realize. Like, oh, I could just do that trick if I tried. That can be lying to yourself because sometimes there are skills that you won't just magically be able to do first try and it's usually not how it works or i'm not good enough to do that and also be lying to yourself because you can't see you don't know how other people perceive you and you usually won't see like how good you really are because you'll be like oh well, i i messed up on this little part of this trick well you did the entire trick correctly but cool i didn't point my toes or my knee wasn't like perfectly straight as i kicked like as an example, would not be yeah. a good enough thing to say, I'm not good enough to do that. No, you are, but okay. You can think what you want, but your opinion is wrong, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I want to, yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good point, is like you could lie to yourself from either telling yourself you're not doing good enough, you can lie to yourself saying that you should, that you could do it, but you're not going to try, and you could also, the main one I actually want to focus on is that you could be lying to yourself because you think you're trying hard enough. Yes. And it's honestly, that is like the key point takeaway because both of those kind of are like sub, uh, sub genres of that. Um, yeah. so it's like, okay, I didn't point my knee and point my toe. Uh, why, <laughs> why didn't you? Cause like body control. So did yeah. you sit on the floor and point your toe? Can you even point your toe? Like, <laughs> like it's it's not it's it's kind of a hard thing. Like it doesn't come innately, especially when you were about to land on the same foot you're kicking with. Like doing a 540 kick, that's a hard trick to point your toe on because now that's you true. have to reflex your foot right before you land. So things like that are difficult. But the the main thing I want to focus on is is about like like just an example is running on the treadmill, right? And you got to go, you have to run a mile, and it says 0.99, and you're like, yeah, I'm there, and you hit stop. Uh, <laughs> you didn't run. You're a mile. technically not done yet. And if you keep doing that, then you do that everywhere. And so if you're in the yeah. gym and you're like, I'm going to train G switches today. And you did, you did, you warmed up with G switch times five and you're like, nice. And then you move on. Like you didn't train G switches. Why were you going to train G switches? What was the point? What, what were you going to gain from that? You just wanted to rep some? Was there something you wanted yeah. to fix? Was there something you wanted to make look different? Did you want to feel just different technique, or like someone else's style or you know, did you want to hit a double core? And then if you don't that. get the five to dub, do one to dub, do two to dub, do three to dub. Because you're lying to yourself what your skill level is. So making plans yeah. ahead of time for that session, and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And you're like, you can't do that. <laughs> you're not Very there. True. You know, like, you show up to the session, and you're like, oh, I can snafu every time. And you're like, okay. And then you, like, do a snafu, and then you go ahead and try to combo it, and you can't do it. And you're like, I, I could do it. I could do it any other day. And be like, eh. Could you? No, you probably can't. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I kind of have an example of um, in in a certain way of like, are you lying to yourself if you're trying? Um, in some way, gymnastics had been explained to some people that uh, Excel gymnastics is like a dumbed down version in a way. It is, like, rules-wise, like, how strict it is to make routines, but pretty much most of the same deductions exist. 
most of the same skills exist. When you build a routine, you're still going to look at it almost the exact same way. It's like very minor things that change, so it's not really dumbed down. Which is one thing that really makes me mad, because then girls will be like, oh, I don't have to try as hard now, because I'm in Excel Gymnastics. I don't really need to, like, get this skill, like, perfect, and then I'll be fine. No, you still need to do it right. That's not how it works. You don't get to just take less turns because you're like, oh, well, I'm in an easier form. Like, no. I still expect you to be doing this correctly and to not get hurt and to score well or improve at all. Still need to try. That's how it works. Yeah, definitely. And something else that actually reminds me of uh, is saying, like, doing Excel gymnastics and then not trying. And then going back to school and telling all your friends, oh, yeah, I'm a gymnast. Oh, thank you. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so, yeah, I do gymnastics. I've got my own routine. I compete. I'm a competitive gymnast. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen you train in the gym. Like, yeah, please don't come watch me, you know? But then those are the girls that try the hardest at the competitions, right? Because they're That's like, the oh, now, now people are watching me. And now yes. I have to put out. And it's like, if you just didn't lie about it, you wouldn't have to cover up this lie with you trying only when they're watching you should be doing yeah. it all the time. And I mean, I actually had this big problem with myself. Not that I was lying to myself in that way, but a little bit different where I kept telling myself I wasn't a tricker because I yeah. see so many people who are like, who are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a tricker. And then I, I'm like, oh yeah. And then they like talk to me about like double B twists and they're like, oh yeah, I really want double cork by the end of the year. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. You're like, you must be decent, you know? Or they're like, oh, I've landed one double court before. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, I don't have it on video. And I was like, okay, sus. And then we get to the session. <laughs> and uh, and then they're practicing, like, tornado kick. And it doesn't look like they even know what they're doing. And they, like, are practicing car wheel. And they, like, can't flip out of it. And I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> what am You're I? a tricker? Are you a tricker? I don't know. Like, because being a tricker is all about the journey. And if yeah. you... If you're, you have to be on a journey. Like, if you're not, that, that to me is what I figured out. It's like, no matter what skill level you're at, as long as you are working on moving forward and learning something and being in the environment for the reason of growth or maintenance. Like, you need to be there with a purpose. You can't just go to, like, fuck around. I mean, you can, but I don't know. The title Tricker just, I feel like it has a little more weight than that. Like, you kind of have to earn that a little bit. Same thing with being a gymnast. Like, people respect it. You know, you yeah. can't just go At around and, level, like, there's, like, a, a modem of respect that comes along with it. Like, once you get level 9, level 10, like, or, like, around level 8, that's when I would say, like, truly, you're like, I'm a gymnast. Like, this is what I even do. at least competitive, you know. Yes. Then you're competitive. <clears throat> like, even if you compete before that, it's like, it's like, yeah, but you're competing in a non-competitive competition yeah right and that's the thing like once you're starting to do like more of those complicated skills and you're moving past the basics that's in my head especially like how it was for me then i was like i am a gymnast i don't just do gymnastics like i am a gymnast yeah. like this is like we've talked about this before it's kind of like how in a way how i have it's part of my identity this is this is literally a part of me, and I can't imagine it not being a part of me at this point in my life. 
Right. And, and like you're at a point where it's too far in where it's like, that's a chapter of my life. So even if I yeah. quit, it's like, it's like, that's still part of me. It's still a huge, you know, part of who I am and what I did. And you learn so much from this. And I mean, I didn't even call myself a tricker. I like had this mental fight with myself constantly. And then when yeah. I landed triple cork, I put of I that's the title of this of my triple cork sampler is I am a trigger and then I have this big long paragraph underneath just talking about like how I finally feel like I've made it you know but I it's because I idolize that idea of it so much so you can't lie to yourself and say that you've earned something that you have a certain belief of what level that is you know it's true. Yeah, hopefully that made sense that was like a lot of weird words no but, that makes sense yeah okay and then uh yeah the same same thing like putting in the reps you know, yeah, you, you can't, can't just... really lie about that. And and the other thing that's super important about lying, it, it's like, it's like, did you do a hundred tornado kicks or did you do a hundred like jumps? Like, I mean, you got to kick, you got to like put in the work for real. It's way better to do 10 really solid ones than it is to do a hundred shitty ones. Cause it's all about muscle memory and it's all yep. about proper repetition. It is always quality over quantity. Oh yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that's where I can struggle, <clears throat> especially come from a coaching perspective. When I look at girls that like will run and balk on something, balking means that you just like stop and you don't keep going, um, especially yeah, when you're like trying a, a trick. Yes. Um, that would be like if you're going for a cork and you kind of go up and you just you start to twist and then you just kind of stop and let it just like turn <laughs> over. So almost like turning it into a, an illusion kick instead. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I just couldn't do it. You're like, well, I tried one cork. Like, well, that's right. not trying a cork. That's just doing an illusion kick. Like, that, that is what it is. You're not trying a cork at that point. I'm sorry. Right, and that's dangerous to label it that way. We've talked about that, where you're like, oh, that's me trying a cork. You're like, oh, no, it's not, because now every cork you try is going to look like that. Don't, don't title it that way. Ooh, and that can be a big issue when they're like, oh, well, I attempted to go for the skill. You didn't attempt to go for the skill. You stopped going for the skill. You can't say it's the same thing. Like if you really give it like an honest go at it, and in the middle of it something goes wrong, and you just kind of like fall on your butt, then yeah, you went for the skill. But if it looks too much like a different skill, like if it's <clears throat> like an Arabian versus a back half, like it's a really easy yeah. comparison. There's a very distinct difference if you're doing an Arabian versus if you're doing a back half. I have a guy that I'm training currently and I'm working on both of those for his routine. And when he does a back half, his back half is on point every time to get that Arabian, just because it's that twist, then flip. It takes a second because he has to like refigure it out in his head. And he's like, I can't really lie about doing the twist before the flip or it just becomes a back half. And it's the yeah. same skill. So I don't get credit for it. Like, yeah, you have to do the Arabian. Because it's a repeat skill. <clears throat> yeah. And it's kind of like yeah. that where you can't, lie to yourself all of a sudden and be like, oh, well, I did an Arabian when I actually did a back half. It, it right. is very distinctly different. Especially in that situation. That's yes. really cool. And then uh, something else that reminds me of is just like when I coach, I actually don't tell my students what they're doing a lot of times. So say I'm trying to teach them just like a gainer as an easy example. And I'll be like, okay, I want you to do a swing you know, and then put your foot over here, and then I want you to, okay, now turn your head this way, now start doing this with your arms, go ahead and touch your arms to the floor here, and they don't understand what they're doing, they're just taking direction, and, and I'm just adding a piece 
over and over. I'm not giving anything a title because once you title something, then you feel a sense of accomplishment and you feel like, oh, I completed this or like this was my goal. But if you don't title it at all and then you get to the end and you go, you just did a gainer and they go, I did. And then you show them the video and they go, oh my gosh, that's a gainer. Now they understand all the pieces that go into it and they understand all the pieces that go into it are also irrelevant. But then you can also go back and be like, okay, I want to do it again. You know what the gainer is and you go back and you go, okay, this one is a swing 540. This one is a swing illusion. This one is a swing back handspring. This one's a swing cartwheel. This is a swing aerial. All the moves that you used to get them there. And then they go, wow, I just learned <laughs> 10 moves to yeah, get this one. And sometimes it's, <clears throat> it's not telling them the name of the skill, but like doing all of those lead up things because they'll a certain weight on a skill sometimes. Like, I really want to get this. Like, I think this is too hard. Why would I go for this different skill? Or if you explain it more as like, okay, you're doing this little piece. Now we're going to add this little, like how you're explaining. It's just like changing the, changing where it's happening. Um, like I have an example when I work towards Sukes. Because that's the, that's one of my favorite vaults to do, beyond a Kazumatsu. But first I, I just do a round off to their feet onto some mats. Like, okay, you can do that. Great. Now, when you do your round off, try to feel like you're standing up as quick as you can, tap your feet and drop to your back. Okay, now when you do it, pick, lift your knees to your chest and then try to miss your feet or tap your feet. Okay, now that you do that, really miss your feet and try to land on your shoulder. Okay, now we're going to put this pie here or this incline mat. So now you're going to land on your back on the pie and keep rolling. Okay, now you're going to oh, land like yeah. really high on your back and keep rolling. I look at him like you pretty much just did a souk. Right. Like, you literally did all the lead-up things, and I didn't tell you... I mean, they know what a souk is at that point, because I have to tell them, but working it that way get, makes it less scary in their head. They think, because they oh, don't man. know what the end goal is, either. Yeah, because they're like, this big skill is scary. Like, flipping on vault is scary to them, and it's like, well, you can do all of these lead-up things. All you, all you do is just continue the movement, and you're done. Right. It's that easy. All it is is, like, an extra half a flip. It's not that much. If I'm adding an extra 360 to it, yeah, that would be a lot. I'm not doing that. You're literally just doing a backward roll. Like, oh, it becomes way less scary for them, which is great. <laughs> yeah, because the, all the, all, being scared of anything, it all comes from uh, ignorance. It's all, it's all you don't know enough about it. So that's why the move is scary. I mean, you once you have the prereqs, it is literally, oh. It clicks. It just all comes together. But you're cutting out. I'm going to kind of talk over you a little bit. <laughs> it's just one point two. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you came through so fast. Um, <laughs> but uh, like other things that I do at that point are like uh, teaching a backflip or gainer, like the way I just taught a gainer to a uh, figure skater who wants to do a backflip on skates. Like, I have to teach her ga gainer technique. So, I taught her to do a gainer off a mat going sideways first into a foam pit to make it way less scary. Uh, and what I did is we first just did swing through, dump it to your back. Swing through, dump it to your back. Swing through, dump it to your back. Okay. Now just go swing through, land on your shoulder, and start to lift your knees a little bit. Land on your shoulder. Do that a couple times. Okay, now I'm going to spot it, and I'm going to Help you flip it over. And really, at that point, when especially if you're pushing off like a soft mat, or when you're trying to flip, especially just from the ground, really can't lie to yourself of if you're jumping or not. If you are not fully jumping 
into like a flip or any type of skill or punching is like actually punching into something, you will know real quick in a way you don't want to learn. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> That's like one reason why it's hard for me to want to teach some girls like to do a gainer is a lot of them don't finish their jump and they don't fully extend through the hip. So when they jump, then they're like pushing their knee. Their hip never actually moves forward to finish the jump. It just kind of sits there in that like half pike position. I'm like, yeah, I that's a really good point. Yeah, like changing your technique. So you do the prereq, and then you're like, okay, do the thing that you just did, and then add a flip to it. Like whatever, whatever your set that you had been practicing. You're like, okay, add a flip to that set, and then they completely change their set. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, well, I set. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're lying to yourself if you say that because you did it. Yeah. Like, well, I'm I'm not tried i'm like no that's the problem is that you you thought about the flip too much so then you're lying to yourself about doing the set like oh well i left the ground that's me setting that's not a set. right it's not how that works. <laughs> it's not gonna work out <laughs> and that's the other thing is like you can't idolize the tricks so oh. it's really important to be around and normalize seeing tricks and gymnastics or whatever sport it is you're doing because if that immediately helps you it just gives you big boost because being around that normalizes it and it's just like and being around people who are better than you too so that was part of uh, that was a big reason why i moved to colorado was to be around trickers who were better than me or at least tricked consistently at the sessions or did moves that i didn't do just like constant inspiration yeah because it normalizes the weird tricks I don't do. It normalizes uh, like pointing your toes. It normalizes seeing triple corks on a regular basis, and it's regular. It normalizes seeing um, combos and just the vibe, you know, that you want. It just like it's hard to recreate on your own. Yeah, and is. being around that, you go. It's so hard. To, you're like triple cork is so difficult, and the only other examples you have are videos of people that you idolize and yourself failing it (laughs) so if you're around other people who you know like pretty well and you have conversations with them and you realize like oh this is just a normal person they're not some crazy good you know they're not a god on youtube i mean some of them are but some of them are not (laughs) and (laughs) could you imagine training with jose right that you can't normalize that shit no (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> with the things you can um just like p- training with people who are just above your skill level um so that you don't lie to yourself about the difficulty of yeah. the tricks just seeing the triple cork and being like oh this guy i just watched him struggle to the triple cork or maybe he falls on triple cork a decent amount but then lands it occasionally and you're like oh it's not a trick that you land all the time and that's the other thing is people post you know, their highlights, and you're like, oh, man, he falls too. I just kind of assumed that he landed everything he tried, which (laughs) is an easy assumption based on a lot of the things that you see on there. There's a lot of people I never imagine them falling. I never do, but you know it happens. Yeah, no one is absolutely perfect, and no one's going to land every single thing they do. They're going to crash at least once in a while. Like, it's going to happen. Has to. Yeah. Do you, do you have any personal experiences of, of uh, lying to yourself? Uh, yes, actually. Doing double layouts. <laughs> um, okay, explain. So, I thought I was doing the technique correctly. I was like, oh, I could potentially go put this 
I was landing on a mat. It was like somewhat inconsistent and it was into the pit. I had a couple mats stacked and I was able to at least get to my feet and like somewhat land and I wasn't just landing hands and feet. I was like, I should, I probably could go do this into the resi. So I'm going off a more dead floor, so I should have a little bit more spring, so I should just be fine. And then I watched the video because I tried to get one videoed so I could see it, see if there's anything like weird or if I'm landing correctly. And I was like, yeah, there is no way I can do that. I will hurt myself. <laughs> In my head, I was like, everything's correct. I'm, I'm okay. fine. I was doing round off back handspring into it, which is my normal good power setup, and that's what I like to do. And it felt like I was doing the technique right, but everything just felt super wrong. I was looking back at it and how I was doing it didn't make sense. I wasn't like arching the double layup too much. I was like doing a hollow for the first one and then like pulling an arch for the second one, which oh god doesn't work. And then I would try to like <laughs> arch the first one and then pull the hollow for the second one, and that didn't work really oh. either. Don't tell that to people I know. <laughs> yeah, so like it was all kinds of messed up, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm. This is so wrong." And even doing full in, I was like, "Oh, I'm getting the full at the right time. I I just can't grab my leg. I must be doing. I I'm just like not reaching enough." I was watching yeah. the video, and it literally was because like. One leg was in more than the other when I was doing my full, and I really wasn't completing the full before I tried to pull. I was trying to pull at, like, the wrong time. That really screwed sense. things up, and I was like, oh, I really need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people plateau, actually, because of this. So they'll actually go in, and they'll say, oh, I'm doing the technique correctly, or, or they'll say, my body's strong enough today to train this trick or whatever their reasoning is, and then they'll just do that trick over and over again. I'm like, first of all, you're doing that trick wrong, and then yep. you're just draining your body of all of its gas to do a trick, first of all, that you're doing it incorrectly, or a trick that you're not powerful enough to do. And maybe it's not a power issue, maybe it's just a technique issue, especially if you're performing it wrong, but oh, yeah. um, I see that all the time where they say that someone is ready for a trick, and, and I'm like, well, if you just trained, say, cork swing, cork D-leg, a lot you know cork swing double cork would be a lot easier and like no nah, the dub like if the dub hits it hits yeah like, okay <laughs> like or or you could do cork swing cork d leg punch backside nine hook tdr double cork kind of sounds like in between training like that's an efficient way to train double cork and cork swing in the same combo but also expand your moves at the same time. And yeah. then in that same session, you're basically warming yourself up into cork swing, double cork yeah. by just doing cork swing, cork D leg in a combo. So th things like that are just so simple to do. I don't get why taking a step back and just doing a proper progression, you know, because people, it's the same thing. Like, like, Oh, I could cork swing cork every time. I'm gonna work on cork swing dub. And like, can can you cork swing cork every time? Yeah. Uh, like I like I pretty much know. <laughs> it's usually the answer. Like it's usually ninety percent of the time if they're saying that it's a hundred percent of the time. And you're like, eh. See your cork first. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you swing that, but okay. Right. <laughs> and then they swing it, and they like gainer the second one or whatever it is. And I'm, it's just like, it's, I'm not talking about anyone specific either. I'm just saying like, this is what I see when people are learning and then they get corkswing cork and they're like, now I'm going to corkswing dub and be like, 
bitch, <laughs> you're no. going to do a hundred more corkswing corks first. Yeah. And like a big <laughs> issue. Whether you think you are or you, or not, <laughs> you, you will. <laughs> whether you fight this or not, that's what's going to happen. You're just going to either take the long route or you're going to have to crash a lot, risk injury, and then come back to it. Then relearn uh, it again. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I feel like that happens because the sport is still kind of evolving right now. It's not really at a. I think it's not one hundred percent at a plateau yet. It's evolving so much that people are racing to get a skill because they're like, "Well, I want to get to doing a triple cork." You got to make sure that things are going right before you get there, and that's a longer grind than you think. <laughs> it is a ridiculously long grind. People do not respect the tricks that deserve respect. In the sense that, just in that sense, I mean, we talked about not idolizing tricks, but there is also a level of respect that certain tricks deserve, yeah. and and rushing is just disrespectful to <laughs> the trick, to yourself, to the people who put in the work properly that are offering help when you ask, and then you're not listening to the advice. Because um, yeah, guess what? They're going to stop like, giving you advice as much. I've definitely done that where people will come up to me and they'll say, they'll say, Oh yeah. Do you have a tip on this? They'll be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you do this and this, that, that should fix things. And then they go, okay. Um, well, what if that doesn't work? I'm like, well, let me see first. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to work. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to help someone who's not going to, you know, actually accept it or even like, even like I get it if you're going to try and, it, and you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. You know, I actually saw a coach. What I want to know your take on this really quick is, is I saw a coach say, um, I'll just give an example of, we'll just say a uh, tornado kick, just to make it simple. And, and the, the student does the tornado kick. And they do the kick really terribly, and they don't chamber their first leg. Uh, their kicks are low, and that first knee never comes up, so they don't have a good switch. And uh, so the coach goes, the coach goes, you need to raise your knee. And he goes, oh, I tried to. You're like, no, you didn't. And he goes, no, I, I did. No, you didn't. Do it again. And then he tries, and he goes, you didn't do it. Why aren't you listening to me? And he's like, what? And he's like, you're not listening to me. And it's really interesting, because... He's not listening to him, but body control is also to some extent not in your control. That means he's doing something somewhere incorrectly, or he's thinking raise my knee is not the chamber leg. Well, no. So I think that the issue is that the student was like, I am, I am engaging it. And then you show them the video and they're like, I don't know why my knee's not that high. And I think that the coach's point was, you need to go through the triggers of the skill. He goes, yeah. I don't care if you land it. I don't care if you kick. I've done that. I want the knee up. I've done that before. It's like there's times yeah. where because I have very good control over my basics, instead of having them go grab a phone and video it, I can just show them what they're doing. I'm like this is what it looks like. But they have to trust yeah. you. That is like a that's a bigger thing is I love showing a video over me doing it because I also like to exaggerate things a lot. So be like, this is what I'm seeing. And, but if I showed them what they're actually doing, they're like, looks good to me. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's not. That's the thing, like, <laughs> so that's what the video too. Cause then yeah. there's no, there's no second guessing, you know, I guess it's different with you guys. Cause technically tricking still like one on one where like I have potentially up to like 13, 13 kids at a time. So like, 
it's not really makes sense. And then they stay with you longer. Yeah, because then I can also just do it for everybody. And be like, look, I really don't want to see it this way. I want to see you guys doing this. They're like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, well, when I'm pushing, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I push. This is what I do. This is what it should look like. This is what it should feel like. Try to emulate that, and I can help you through the process. Like that's how I like to do it sometimes because it's a little easier. Like I'll show like girls like um, their casting because I can somewhat still do a cast handstand. It's not great, but usually their biggest problem is that they don't lean over the bar and they lie to themselves saying I'm leaning over the bar. Well, you're not. Because <laughs> if you were leaning long enough or you're leaning far enough, you would go a lot higher, and that's not happening yet. So, <laughs> but it looks like what you're doing. I literally like don't even lean backwards. I just stay on top of the bar and I try to cast like, oh, like, yeah, because that's what that's what happens when I do that cast is like I lean backwards. And I'm like, yeah, So if I'm leaning forwards like I'm supposed to and I kick the same amount and I just like go up to a handstand and just uh, dump it over like, oh, I'm like same kick, same aggressiveness. Only thing that changed is my shoulder angle. Once that changed, I did the skill like, oh. Yeah, it's just in your head that you think you're doing one thing and your brain is lying to you. Yeah, or you just have a, a preconceived misconception like you are leaning over the bar and you're like, you need to do, you, like you think you're leaning over the bar and you are, but you need to do a lot more aggressively than the way you are. They, they don't, re- like, like, uh, like for a G-switch, I'll say like you need more contact time. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm touching the ground for a long time. I'll be like, you need to touch the ground twice as long. Yeah, and they're like, oh. Not a punch. It's <laughs> so the, push. Block. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's mostly misconception-based. Uh, like you're not lying to yourself. You just don't understand necessarily. But it's a good, easy way to bring that all together. And um, one last example that I want to throw out there is uh, hook kicks. So like people will do oh, like a shuriken cutter. And people would do like a box cutter and they'll be like, man, my kick's just not coming out right. And they'll do like a cheat seven and be like, uh, show me your hook kick. Yeah, I've seen some pretty <laughs> crappy do, hook kicks. I like, I know I don't have a great hook kick, but like, I feel like it's better than some people's I've seen. Like, well, it's hilarious because I'll just, it's, it's, it's so funny that they show me their hook kick and then I go, well, here's the thing, man. Your box cutter is the best it can be because your hook garbage in both of these looks the same <laughs> they look the exact same i mean even if it's not garbage they're telling me like <laughs> oh i want my i want my box cutter kick to look this way they like make your hook kick look that way yeah why would not, why and, not like, make the why basic you, part of it the best part of it right you you have you know you can multiply the time that you're performing a hook kick by 10 if you're just doing a hook kick versus when you're doing a box cutter are you good at cork hyper hook okay now get good at hook yeah. Or like cork hyper. If you're good at cork hyper, get good at hook and add that hook to your cork hyper. Stop trying to learn a hook during a cork hyper. That make right. <laughs> it's silly, it's, but it's it's what everybody does because it makes sense because it's a separate trick. And that's what I really want to drill into people yeah. is that all the tricks are the same and they all relate to each other. So there's no point in training tricks as individual tricks. And that's why I was talking about training efficiently, doing that corks and cork D leg, yeah. training the hook kick for the box cutter, because corks and cork D leg is just a cork swing double cork when you're good at double cork. So, yes. So that's that's just yeah. Stop lying to yourselves. <laughs> Get it done for real.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flipside Podcast. Make sure to share and subscribe to support our podcast. And you can subscribe by clicking the link in our Spotify description. And just know that your contributions help us bring you guys the best content. Make sure you're following our Instagram at the underscore flip underscore side underscore podcast to get all of our updates on future episodes, merch, and other plans that we have in store for you guys. And you can follow me at Crispy Tricks on Instagram. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y underscore T-R-I-X for my tricking journey and more tricking tips. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.